Welcome to RUL 10, your primary source music, movies, TV, and sports. All right, what's up, guys? We're back with the first podcast of 2017. With that being said, Happy New Year. Are You Entertained is going to be bigger and better in 2017 with more content than ever. That's including podcasts, videos, articles, reviews, lists, and on all platforms of social media. Our goal is a combined 1,000 followers by the end of this year. At this time, we have about 300, so we're really hoping to get to that goal. So uh, if you're listening to this, share it up, tell your friends. We're about to be the biggest podcast <laughs> on the internet, baby. Bigger than Barstool, bigger than The Ringer, bigger than anything. Let's get this money. So uh, right now you can follow us on all social media platforms. I'm going to just reel it off to you. Twitter, R underscore U underscore N-T-R-T-N-D. Instagram, the same thing. Facebook, the same thing. Or you can do at R-U-Entertain. That's spelled out R-U-Entertain. The real words. Um, then we have YouTube. You just search Are You Entertained? And also the blog r-u-n-t-r-t-n-d.weebly.com. It's Are You Entertained? Spell it out. That's how it goes. Um, we're also looking into SoundCloud and iTunes. We're really hoping to expand this year. And uh, we're already starting out on the right track. Um, I came up with this kind of funny, kind of fun recurring segment idea um, for the podcast. So Brandon and I both got Apple Watches. You got one for your birthday slash Christmas, right? Yes. And I got one for a grad present um, back in May of 2016. So I had the idea of we should both keep the sounds and the notifications for our Apple Watches on during this podcast. And if we get a notification... We have to read it aloud. That's the fun of it. It could be funny. It could be embarrassing. It could be informative. It could be an ESPN update yeah. with some breaking news. So um, I, I I got some notifications on the way over here. I'm gonna just reel them off. I think I got three. So uh, that'll be that'll be fun for this. So first of all, the NFL draft. A little bit of NFL draft news. Uh, Florida State offensive tackle Rod Johnson will forego his senior season, and he's uh, gonna go to the NFL draft. Um, some other some other breaking news on the way over here. Jabril Peppers declares for the 2017 NFL Draft, so a bunch of b- draft news. And uh, another one, your boy got a Tinder match. What's up? What's up? What's up? Ladies, what's up? How you doing? Should I go ahead and see who this girl is? Yeah, I think you have to. We got to do, okay. do some research here. Here we go. Watch it be the ugliest, fugliest girl ever. Hey. Or the sexiest. How hey, you doing? She can have a great personality. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. 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 Not bad. Bailey. Not bad. Ooh, How you doing, okay. Bailey? There we go. All right. What should I send her? Let's oh. send her a message. So I think you got to go with the J.R. Smith uh, technique of just trying to get the pipe. <laughs> right out the gate, you know? Trying to get the pipe. Or just DTF, what? Yeah. You something know, just, like that? Yeah, just a little something. All right. Just it, a little something. You just got to slide into all it. All right. It's being sent. The DMs have been <laughs> slid into. All right. All right. With that, we're going to hop right into it. So uh, speaking a little J.R. Smith, kind of a segue. There we go. He's a sports figure. We're going to do sports right away because uh, last night was the college football playoff championship. That's the most current event. That's the lead. So that's what we're going to lead with. So... um. 
Let's start out with that. Uh, the college football playoff championship. Uh, I, I threw in a sidebar here because I was, you know, I just thought of this as the game was starting. Can we get rid of pregame sideline coach interviews? I think they're stupid. Yeah. I mean, they, they the, give the the just dumbest answer, the right. more sh- the shortest answer. Just get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. It's always Oh, we're really re- prepared for this game. Yeah. We had a good week, uh, ready to get going. Exactly, like, and it's they they the do, same thing. They don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm sure the reporters who are right. asking the questions but that's know how, this is going to happen, that's so they how don't want to do it. Every coach interview goes like coaches just. I don't know what it is. You can't get a genuine coach that like actually gives yeah. good like responses where you learn something or it's like funny. It's just like quit bothering me. Here's the definition. You know the standard answer exactly, and let's move on. Yeah, I okay. So I I was a journalism student, so I'd like to think that if I were an athlete, I would give the most the craziest answer. You know, the the most fun answer out there. I would try and give something for those reporters. That's just me. I mean, what would you do? I would, or would you stick to the script? No, I would just be sincere, and you know. The other team's not going to know your game plan based off what you tell a reporter. So give them some type of information. Be informative. You know, Mm -hmm. give something that people can actually take value from. I know that's kind of hard to do in a short answer, but you can figure something out. Um, But just the had a good week, ready to go. Yeah, get out of my face. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like those are those are what we get with those pregame sideline yeah. questions. They're so, bad. Uh, I, I, my first order of 2017. Get rid of them. <laughs> get rid of them. All right, but moving on to the biggest topic uh, for this podcast: Clemson beats Alabama 35 to 31 in what was an amazing college football playoff championship. Um, it was the third college football playoff championship, correct? Right. Um, and last year, this is a. Um, this is a repeat of last year. Right. Uh, flipped, though. Flip, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, first question off the bat, we're going to go kind of chronologically here. Uh, Clemson kind of seemed to go for it, and they kind of they were ballsy on fourth down. Right. They went for it. They didn't get it one time, and then I think Deshaun Watson actually ended up punting one time. Yeah. Uh, do you kind of like that ballsiness right off the bat from Clemson? Do you think right. it kind of – Karma swung back their way, you know, in the end because they went for it all. You know what I mean? Right. Or what? What are your thoughts on that? So I'm kind of mixing thoughts. First and foremost, the first one they went for it. You got to know your opponent. Alabama's really struggled offensively the last, you know, two or three games. So they had a really good chance to punt the ball, pin them deep, and then play good defense, and then get the ball back in good field position, which Dabo Sweeney at halftime actually said, you know, we're losing the field position battle, and that's killing us. So they went for it on fourth and one, got stuffed. I was not. I I was yelling, punt the damn ball, because mm-hmm. you did. You had a chance to really pin them deep and make the freshman quarterback feel that pressure. See if you can make force him into a mistake. They didn't do it. They then when they didn't get it, now you give all the momentum to Alabama. You know they're hyped up. They're ready to go. And then they, I think, I believe they went down and scored right after that. So I personally didn't like it. I'm not, a, or I'm okay with coaches being aggressive and going for it on fourth down, but know your opponent. If they really struggle on offense and you have a good defense, punt the ball. Yeah, live to play another day. But it's all about field position, right. too. I mean, you got to yeah, think about it's, that. It's got to be a field position battle, and they they lost it early, and that really hurt them in the first half. Yeah. So speaking of the first half, I mean, Bama really seemed to dominate early right. on. Uh, they seemed like they really had Deshaun Watson's number and had him rattled. Right. Uh, so I mean. 
right out the gate, were you thinking Bama's going to, you know, go away with this one? Right. It was 14 nothing, and one of my buddies was actually texting me, and he's like, this game's over. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's way too early for that. Everybody on Twitter, too. What, what like, quarter was this? This was still fir- first, like, first, first or second. Maybe a little bit of the second, where it was 14 nothing. Everybody's like, oh, this game's over. Alabama's going to steamroll. And I, I, I did not believe that for a second, just because of how good Deshaun Watson is. He just needed to kind of settle and settle down. I think he was a little overhyped mm-hmm. uh, for the game, and the emotions, I think, were getting a little bit uh, too much for him. Once he just kind of calmed down, relaxed, and played football, uh, that's when they you know, started moving the ball and playing good um, offense and scoring. Um, the one thing that you really noticed was Alabama took it very personal early on. They, you could see every time Deshaun Watson was getting hit, it was – you know, he was getting hit hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's two or three targeting penalties that should have been called in the first half where three key guys uh, would have been kicked out for Alabama. But, of course, Big 12 officiating, um, they don't know what defense is. So they were just like, oh, my God, there's a tackle. They're all blind. That must, be, right? that must be a legal play. Speaking of which, <laughs> we went as uh, blind refs as Halloween <laughs> yeah. one year. But uh, we everybody. came to the conclusion that they're all blind, yeah. right? So we're just regular refs. And everybody so, thought yeah. we were Big 12 refs. <laughs> yeah. True, true, but, true. Uh, so national championship games, more so than anything, you kind of just have to weather the first quarter of what's happening. You know, make sure for Clemson's sake, it was making sure Alabama didn't get too much of a lead where you couldn't come back. Uh, keeping it close, and, uh, and Clemson did a good job of that going into halftime, uh, you know, and making those adjustments that needed to be made. So those people who were texting you, do you think that it's more so the mindset of, you know, this is Bama, they are a machine, right. you know, they just reload every year, or do you think that they truly thought that the players that were on the field were were going to be able to beat this Clemson team? Because some matchups, really on paper, Clemson could have won this game. I mean, they're, Bama is a great team, but, you know, I look at, first and foremost, Deshaun Watson compared to Jalen Hurts, right. and he's a great quarterback for Bama, but, you know, it's not Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson is, you know, a stud. He's a Heisman finalist, you know. Um, so, really, I don't really, I don't know why people would be like, this is over. I mean, yeah. it's a national championship. I think it's the Nick Saban effect. Yeah. Everybody just kind of thinks you give Nick Saban a lead. I mean, going into the fourth, I think they were like 98-0 going into the fourth quarter with the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just has this pedigree that comes with him, and he's you know rightfully earned that he's going to win the big game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you give them a lead like that. And a lot of people said this was Alabama's best defense, best team. Um, ESPN had like a FBI index or something that said this is actually the greatest college football team of all time, which is like so ludicrous. Oh, I set him up for failure. Right. Obviously. I actually, the, my, one of my buddies was texting me and he's like, well, what are your thoughts? And I said, I think this is the worst Alabama offense I've ever seen. You know, Bo Scar- Scarborough is a really good running back. They don't have that but, name. Yeah, but in the past know? they had, you know, whether it was a Mark Ingram or a Trent Richardson, you know. Derrick Henry. Right. They had somebody that you're like, okay, he can take the game over. Um, and then the quarterback was, you know, A.J. McCarron, probably the best Alabama quarterback, which isn't saying a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just felt like their quarterback was always making the good play. Or they had like an Amari Cooper. Yeah. You know, someone that could break again. I just – this offense – yeah, they really just don't have, have the big name. Right. OJ Howard could have been that guy, and he did make the one big play. 
but they just didn't give him the they they didn't use him enough, and that's kind of been a theme with OJ Howard, you know, the last two years. So, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't surprised um, by any of this. I personally thought Clemson was going to win the game, okay, uh, simply okay. because of Deshaun Watson um, and then Alabama's lack of offense. Okay, I actually would have thought this game would have been a lot lower scoring, though. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised with how many points were put up. Sure. So, obviously, it went kind of back and forth after Scarborough got hurt. Right. And then, uh, do you believe it really just came down to who had the most experienced quarterback? Or um, what are your thoughts there? No, I think it came down to who had the better playmakers. I, I think you saw in that last drive, you know, Mike Williams made just some tremendous catches. And he's the number one ranked wide receiver in this draft class. And he, he proved it. I mean, he made two or three, you know, catches that were just incredible and then Jordan Leggett the tight end makes an unbelievable catch Hunter Renfro the you know white man's pride you know he made some unbelievable plays to extend drives he had two touchdowns you know he has four touchdowns against Alabama in two games I mean yeah so I just thought that their playmakers overall were better than Alabama's and in big games like that you tend to go with the bigger playmakers so that's why I felt comfortable with Clemson that's what I think the game ultimately came down to there you go um, so, do you? I mean, where would you rank this among championship games? Right, it's definitely top two, top three. I think everybody. I don't of, know the USC Texas. That would be game, my number one. I think it's hard to beat that. I man. think that's kind of the consensus. Uh, for me, I also put the Ohio State Miami game. I think of 03 up there, um, but this is right up there with that. I would think that one may this one just because of what Alabama is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I would eat that one up there, so I would put it at number two. I like it. That's pretty. We we saw a classic there yeah, last it night. Yeah, it was a great game. That's good stuff. All right. So what what is your turning point? I put down on the dock. Uh, Bama's running back Bo Scarborough gets injured. Would you agree with that? Disagree? What would you say? Uh, that happened pretty early, so I don't know if that was the turning point. Um, it's it's I don't know. It's hard to say. I think the. Quick kick out of uh, Deshaun Watson, pinning him deep. Okay. I think that was a really big play in the game. Um, but really, it was just once Hunter Renfro caught his first touchdown, um, I think you saw the Clemson offense you know, get some confidence, get some life, and you started seeing them play, get that up-tempo stuff. So I thought that, you know, I don't know if that was the turning point, but it was the the moment where you kind of saw the lights flick on for Clemson and you could see sure. uh, they have the momentum. Okay, okay. And just to reel off some impact players, obviously we've been talking about him, uh, Alabama running back Bo Scarborough early on. Uh, he finished with 16 carries, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. He ended up, what What was his injury again? He, was it he a broke a broken, bone in his leg. He broke a bone in his leg, okay. And yeah, 16 carries, 93 yards looks good. He really only had two good runs. Mm-hmm. Like there were two long runs and that was it. Other than that, he was swallowed up for the most part. So, um, unfortunate injury in the championship game. You hate to see that. Yeah. He's going to be a stud. But uh, it, What year is he? Do you know? I don't know. I think he's a sophomore. Okay. Um, but a lot of people are saying, well, if he doesn't get hurt, you know, they can run the ball more effectively. Yeah, well, maybe. But 
again, he was crawled up, or, you know, he didn't get many yards outside of two runs, so it's kind of hard to say. Sure, sure. Okay, and then we have also uh, Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts. He was uh, 13 for 31, 131 yards with one touchdown. And then we have, moving on to the winning team, we have, I put down Clemson receiver Mike Williams because he had that real clutch kind of spectacular ESPN top He he had a couple really just, a couple catches that even my mom was like, Wow, oh, that was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he made he made some really clutch catches, so I put him down for impact players. And then obviously the impact player, I'd say probably the MVP of this game, uh, Clemson quarterback Deshaun Watson. He was 36 for 56, 420 yards with three touchdowns, and then he also declared for the NFL draft after the game. So right. he really proved that he is a stud quarterback, and uh, good for him, good for him. Yeah. So uh and then looking kind of ahead to next year, Bama won last year. Clemson right. obviously won this year. So we're going to get the tiebreaker next year, right? No. No? I don't think so. Come on. I think Clemson loses too much. Uh, you can't replace Deshaun How Watson. cool would that be, though? It, w- it would be. But also, like, maybe it's time to see some other things. You, you know? know what, though? If it does happen... ESPN, hit me up for a 30 for 30. I think I've already pitched maybe two or three on this podcast. So if the if the feds and the ESPNs are listening, how at your boy. But, uh, yeah, so um, really, really good championship this year. And uh, do you think Deshaun Watson will be a good NFL quarterback? Uh, if he goes to the Cleveland Browns, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hard to tell. Quarterbacks, it's so dependent on like where they go. And um, what, t- yeah, right? what do you have around what, you? What system are you putting them in? I think he will be, I don't think he'll be a great NFL quarterback. I think he, he would be an above average NFL quarterback. He can win you games. Um, he can do a lot of things. So you can have a really good dynamic offense around him. Um, but he's also one of those guys where I wouldn't mind seeing him go to a situation where he could like sit for a year, mm-hmm. learn. I think like the Arizona Cardinals would be an amazing spot for him. Sit behind Carson Palmer for a year or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of get the ropes of everything, and then uh, you can take over and, and, you know, perform at a really high level. Here's an early NFL draft question for you. So do you think that my boy Deshaun Kaiser or Deshaun Watson is right. going to be a better NFL quarterback? Uh, I think – Kaiser will be drafted higher, okay, because he's got more of the like, the quintessential the pro quarterback body, you know, yeah. like big body, big arm. Uh, Watson needs to work on his deep ball. That's one thing Kaiser does really well. But Kaiser and Watson both need to improve their decision making because they both are at times, you know, they throw awful, awful picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think Kaiser would have benefited a lot from coming back and having another year. I agree. I agree. Um, we but, want him back. I'm a Notre Dame fan if you don't know. But at the same time, that Notre Dame's a dumpster fire right now. You're going to be True a first-round draft pick. You leave now. Go get paid. Um, but I, I Do you te- think they'll be kind of even? Or? Right, I tend to think Watson will have a little bit better career. But I think, I think, I think Kaiser has more potential. Okay. Higher ceiling? Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, so kind of what are some other teams that you're looking out for next year in the way, way, way too early, you right. know, preseason top 10 that everybody has kind of, what are your thoughts there and what team should we look out for right. for next year? Obviously Bama is, you know, kind of the forefront, uh, reload you know, baby. Right. Um, and Jalen hurts. will have another year. Um, you know, they'll have a hundred different five-star recruits to throw in at any yep. position. Um, I also look at Ohio state, 
Uh, yeah, they had a horrible showing in the semifinal. But that team was super, super young. JT Barrett's already coming back for his senior year. Um, that team's going to be loaded next year. They're going to be really, really good. Michigan-Ohio State will be fun. Yeah, and, and I mean, the problem with the Big Ten you got right now is Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State are all in the same division. Yeah. And then, you know, even if you win that division, well, then you have to go play uh, Wisconsin. That's good, you know. Uh, Northwestern's improving, you know. I mean, that's just such a tough division. Where it's kind of like the SEC, mm-hmm. where I mean, they're just gonna beat each other up, um, and hopefully that doesn't, you know, screw one of them yeah. out of the playoff because yeah. you lose one or two games, and you never know. Um, but you know, Michigan will be, Michigan will be good. I don't know if they'll be as good as they were this year, just because they were so senior heavy. Yeah. I think they lose ten of their eleven starters on defense. Okay, so. Um, you know, week one, though, is Florida State, Alabama. Cool. Uh, and Florida State, I think, is going to be a really, really improved team. DeAndre Francois, their quarterback's a stud. Um, so I think that game you'll you'll see, you know, is Florida State for real? Is Florida State a team that could contend? And then, obviously, uh, USC with the way they finished mm-hmm. at the Rose Bowl and Sam Darnold as that quarterback. So, um, you know, I th- next year is really interesting. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of really good teams. Uh, Oklahoma's going to have Baker Mayfield back, mm-hmm. so a lot of different. I think there's going to be you know maybe ten teams competing for four spots, and that's always tough. So. Yep, I've I've also heard things you know about Penn State, LSU, Auburn, Washington, and Oklahoma State. They're all teams to kind of look out right. for. I think LSU, moving into next year, I think LSU might be one of the more improved teams next year. I think they're going to be really good. They're another. Pretty young team. Okay. Problem with them is always like, who are you gonna have to play quarterback? Because their quarterback plays always god awful. Yeah. Um, so. Okay. All right. And then uh, let's kind of touch on this a little bit. We don't have to spend too much time on it. But any chance we see any expansion, any 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 movement forward for the? Obviously, it's not going to be next year where right. we see six or eight teams. But do you think we're gonna get any closer to that, or right. would you even like that? I would. I I, I think eight is. A realistic number um and i think you will simply because there's gonna be i think 10 12 15 teams next year that will be able to make the argument we deserve to be in and the committee is gonna have such a hard time deciding on those final four teams that there's gonna be a lot of pressure i think so you say. think next year's the year I where, next year where the, the conversation yeah. is gonna really really pick up okay because this year like there was like six teams you could really yeah. like say and I mean, would even, you, like, would you the, even, even want the fourth spot this year was like, eh, yeah, does they really deserve it? Because I mean, so do you I really think... want like Western Michigan in? You know, it's things right. like that. Like, yeah, I mean, you could put them in, have them be the eight seed, make them play the one. Yeah, seed. if it's like, an eight I mean, seed, that'd be if there were eight right. teams, that'd be great. I like you know, eight. I yeah, like eight. have Western Michigan play Alabama, get the crap kicked out of them, and then we can say, well, we included the little guy. It's not yeah. our fault that they're not Alabama. Yeah. And um, so, so I mean, the people that are playing devil's advocate when I was watching some pregame for the college, the championship, uh, people are saying if you move it to eight teams, it kind of takes away something from the regular season where, you know, you could win, lose one or two games and who cares because you still make it. What, what do you have to say to people like that? Every regular season in any other sport is like that. Yeah. In the NFL, you I mean, can you lose can a lose game or two games. and you'll be yeah. the one seed. Yeah. I mean, NCAA basketball, you can lose 12 games and yeah. make the tournament. I mean, yeah, it's cool college football. Every Saturday matters. And every Saturday still would matter because if you lose three games, you're probably not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't buy that stuff. 
people just want to have a different the argument uh, an argument yeah. just to argue a sure. different opinion just to be different so what what would your what's your take on let's say a western michigan gets in and they upset Alabama? would you be are you a proponent of that do you right. are you do you think that's cool or yeah. i mean this are is... you are you one of those people who say that's not a true champion you know what i mean right. if they beat a team that's dominant as Bama. Right. So to me, I always think of it like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Your first and second, and even like some third round, you want upsets. Mm-hmm. But once you get to like the, the championship game, you want the two best teams. Mm-hmm. But like if the one beats the eight, cool. Yeah. Hopefully the eight loses the next game. Yeah. So they're not in the championship. But you know what? I'm all for it. You know what? I, me personally, I think that would be cool. I'm a huge fan of Cinderella's when it comes to March Madness. I think you put eight teams in there, and you know, if a Western Michigan beats Bama, it is what it is, right. and you know, it'd be it'd be cool to start bringing out Cinderellas in college football. I right. think I think that would be cool. I don't really buy the whole. Well, it's not a true champion if you know they they have the same record at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. I think eight teams would be fine. I think it would be justified. I think that's what needs to happen. Hopefully, we see some ground towards that. So, right. so yeah. And speaking of Western Michigan, P.J. Fleck took the Minnesota job. You're right. P.J. Fleck took the coach job. Uh, we can cross that one off the list. Yeah, so, I mean, you obviously did not like this no. move. So, I mean, you can kind of touch on that if right. you want. So, like, here's my beef with, like, really good mid-major college coaches that like immediately jump for the first power five job they get. You don't, no coach has had that much success at Minnesota. Their players just protested because they were going to kick like four people off. The administration is a mess. This is now going to be their third head coach in three years. Don't take that job. Wait, build Western Michigan back up again. Maybe you don't, you probably don't go 12 and old, but maybe you go 10 and two, 11 and one, win your conference, win your conference championship game get back to another bowl game and now next year when there's big hirings you know now you're the front runner you're the tom herman of the next class instead you take a minnesota job where you might get five years and you're probably not going to be a national championship contender i mean mm-hmm. it's minnesota you're, you're it's hard to recruit guys to go play you know near canada mm-hmm. so i i didn't like it i thought he could have waited a year and done so much better gotten a much better job but um, you know, twenty one million twenty one million dollars is hard to deny. Yep. Um, so, and also, I'd like to point out, Darren Ravel was quick to point out that uh, row your boat, row the boat will stay with Western Michigan. They actually have it trademarked. There you go. So, um, yeah, to come up with something else. That I heard something funny like uh, shovel, shovel the sidewalk or something <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on, uh, we had the NFL playoffs this past Sunday. Uh, let's just kind of run down each game. The Houston Texans beat the Oakland Raiders 27-14 to on Saturday. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Detroit Lions 26-6 to on Saturday. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Miami Dolphins 30-12 to on Sunday. And the Green Bay Packers beat the New York Giants 38-13 to on Sunday. So really when you look at each individual game, there weren't really right. any great games. But I think the teams that did win and did they really dominated and they really looked good. Right. Um, was there one team that you looked at and say they're on a mission? What? What? Who? Who do you think's looking good out there? The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Which Packers sucks because they're going to play my Dallas Cowboys next week. Uh, 
you know, they looked awful in like the first quarter and a half of the game. Um, but man, when they turned it on, they really turned it on. And they played a outstanding defense. Um, their offense just hitting on every cylinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordy Nelson did break a couple ribs, so he might not play Sunday, which is good news for the Cowboys. But um, you know, they they looked really, really good. And Even the was, Seahawks still really look good. So you never know. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks look. Okay, that Detroit Lions team's not very That's good. true, that's uh, true. And they, the Seahawks got away, as they do every Sunday, with a couple penalties that should have been called. <laughs> um, uh, the, the Steelers were another The Steelers team. look good. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio, Antonio Brown, they are a force to be reckoned with. This is booming. Um, yeah, they looked really good. Now the one concern is, after the game, Roethlisberger's in a walking boot. Huh, um, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so okay. and that came on his last passing attempt. Oh, which geez. you know was like three minutes left, so there's some controversy there. And then obviously, um, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but last night or two nights ago, their outside linebackers coach and oh, former player yep. Jerry Porter was arrested. Yep. Um, so Tomlin had he's to, taking a leave of absence. Yeah, now, right. Tomlin okay. had to come out. So I mean, this is just another distraction to add. And they're going to go play a really good Kansas City Chiefs team that uh, I think they could beat. I think the Steelers are the one team I think that could beat the Patriots um, when it comes down to it. Um, you know, the Texans, that game was just like... It was a little sloppy. You get a, Clowney did look good, Clown, I thought. Clowney but. looked good, but that that was the game where it was like, congrats, you won. Yeah. Now you get to go yeah, play the Patriots. Patriots like, yeah. I mean, exactly. Connor Cook was just abysmal. Yeah. Uh, poor John Gruden, he had to call that game and like try to make it interesting for us and tell us, you know... Oh, Connor Cook's played in big games and Brock Osweiler, <laughs> and it was just like, John, this is horrible football we're watching. Yeah, you know, we get it. You don't have to force it on us. Yeah, exactly. Do you but, think it would have been a different outcome if Derek Carr was uh, in at quarterback for the Raiders? Absolutely, yeah. they would have. Honestly, they, I think they would have mopped up the the Texans if Derek Carr was playing. I think if Derek Carr was playing, I think they have a shot at making a run at the Super Bowl. Right, I mean, absolutely. they they were on fire there they, for a little bit. If Derek Carr is playing, they are the biggest threat to the Patriots, um, and that would have been an amazing game to watch. Yeah. Derek Carr versus Tom Brady. Um, but, and he broke his fibula, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so too it's bad. Really bad. And then also, I mean, their starting left tackle is one of the best left tackles in football. Also missed the game. Um, hmm. So I mean, they just. Got the injury bug at the wrong time. And yep. It's too bad because they're having a good year. But good to see the Raiders back in the playoffs. Yeah, that, for sure. That feels it's like always, a good football thing, you know, yeah. having the Raiders good. Well, it's always cool to see kind of prestigious teams right. from back in the day come back. Right. I like that as well. Uh, so let's break down next week's matchups. We have the Seahawks versus the Falcons, Texans versus the Patriots, Steelers versus the Chiefs, and the Packers versus the Cowboys. Right. What immediately jumps out to you? What what good games are out there? So I think every game is a good game, minus Texans Patriots. We don't even need to talk about that. Patriots are going to kill the Texans. Okay. You heard it here first, and probably last. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. That's a no brainer. The Seahawks Falcons game is going to be incredible. Those two teams played an incredible game in Seattle earlier this year, um, and of course Seattle got away with the pass interference on the last play of the game and won. Uh, It'll be interesting. Dan Quinn's the former Seahawks defensive coordinator, now the head coach at the Falcons. Um, they've had the week off. Julio Jones has a chance to get uh, more healthy because he was battling a toe injury. Uh, it'll be interesting because, I mean, the Seahawks' offense has not been very good the last four or five weeks, and the Falcons have that high-powered offense but a pretty terrible defense. Yeah. So it'll be one of those, can the Seahawks score and can the Seahawks stop the Falcons? So that'll be a really good game. Uh, I think they're 
the Falcons kind of have this thing where like they can't really get the monkey off the back. Right. It's the playoffs, you know. Right. They never really it, recently, right. of course, they With haven't Matt really. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, they just haven't had that success in the playoffs. So right. I think I, I don't know. We'll see what happens right. there. So that would be interesting. I, I think the Falcons find a way to squeak it out. I think being at home, Seattle is such a different team when mm-hmm. they're not at home. Uh, so I think the Falcons find a way to edge that out in a super, super close game. You think the Falcons win? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to do picks now, or do you want to wait and... We can, you just want to go. Yeah, as, as we go. go. Okay. I, I will def, I'll will i go the Seahawks there. I think they look good enough against the, the Lions where I'm comfortable taking them against the Falcons. Like right. I said, they the Falcons kind of have that, that monkey on the back thing, and I think it's still going to be on there after this week. I think the Seahawks get it done. So uh, we already touched on. We both think the Patriots yes. are going to kill it against the Texans. That's that's the Alabama Washington matchup. Okay, nice. You know, I, I like the like, comparison. Everybody knows it's over. The Texans like maybe jump out to a little early lead. But yeah, then, like, and surprise some people. But, but then, then in know, the end, Patriots just run them over. Sure, sure. All right, and this is a really intriguing matchup. Right. This next one for me, uh, the Steelers and the Chiefs. Right. So uh, kind of, I mean, the Chiefs are back. Obviously, yeah. they they're back. And they're they have been looking really good in, in past weeks, but Steelers in this past game they looked really really good. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown were just killing it. They're a force. And uh, who who do you think comes on top? This is one I really struggle with. It's hard to go against Big Ben, uh, just because he has such a track record of mm-hmm. success, and he's so good. Antonio Brown is probably the best receiver in the game, and Le'Veon Bell is been one of the best running backs in the game. But I think I'm leaning towards the Chiefs. Ooh, okay. Big Ben is just not quite the same quarterback on the road. Arrowhead, we've been there together. Yeah, yeah. That is a, it's a fun it's stadium. It's a rowdy bunch. Yeah. Uh, hard to win there. Going to be a very cold game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs offense is built for that kind of weather. Uh, now it's going to come down to can the Chiefs score enough points. Um, because I think that Chiefs defense is going to be able to contain that offense. Okay. But you still got to score enough points. Uh, you know, if they can get 20, 24 points, I feel comfortable with saying that. I think the Chiefs win in another really, really close game. Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. <laughs> and I have a reason, and it's an off the wall reason okay. that the Steelers win, but they have Lil Terrio, that fat boy who can dance. <laughs> He's back. He was hyping him up. He's back. And Lil Terrio's hyping the Steelers up, so they're going to get it done. I really do think the Steelers are looking really good, and I, I just can't go against that prestige. Of the Iron Curtain, um, I, I I really I like to see the Chiefs win, but I don't think it happens. I think the Steelers go away with this one, and then the next matchup we have the Packers Cowboys. Are you like? Do you just not want to pick this one because you don't want to jinx it? That's cool. That's cool. The Cowboys are your team. I won't make you pick this one if you don't this want to. This was like the one matchup I didn't want. Mm-hmm. You know, I was rooting for the Lions. Obviously, um, that didn't happen. So then I was rooting hard for the Giants. You know. They're not going to beat the Cowboys three times in one year oh. at New or in Dallas. Um, the script is written for the Giants and Patriots. Obviously, it's right. been ripped to shreds right. now because the Giants lost. Right. Rodgers has been so hot, and you know, living in Iowa where we are, there's just so many damn Packer fans, and yeah. they're all just super. Like Rodgers throws that hail mary. I literally had someone on my timeline say. Nobody in the NFL could have made that pass. He <laughs> threw the ball 45 yards. Any NFL quarterback can throw the ball 45 yards. Yeah. But um, so the Packers, 
the Patriots have always been my least favorite team. I'm all, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan, so I've always hated Brady and the Patriots. I think I hate the Packers more. Ooh. I think the Packers are my new least favorite team. Uh, Don't let them have real estate in your brain, Brandon. So, Don't do it. Uh, this is either going to be like super heartbreaking or it's going to be like... I don't even Do you think it's a good game? Football. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I think so, too. Uh, they played once. Uh, Cowboys were able to run the ball, which is the key here. You have Against the Packers, you have to run the ball, keep the ball for a long time, and then you have to score touchdowns, which has kind of been a problem for the Cowboys sometimes when they get in the red zone. You can't kick field goals against these guys. you got to put the ball in the end zone. So that's going to be the big key. Do the Cowboys score touchdowns early, or do they score field goals early? And that's gonna you're going to know from that if the Cowboys are going to win or not. Sure. No reverse psychology here. <laughs> I really do think it's the Cowboys' year. I'm going to pick them to win. Uh, I think it's the Cowboys' year, and I think they get it done, despite kind of having a just not a slump, but you know, just a right. little bit downward spiral. But uh, I think they get it done. I think Zeke and Dak can do it, despite so. their 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 youngness. Honestly, I hope it comes down to like a jump ball, and Des Bryant catches it for a game winning touchdown, and he throws up the X, and then he says. And then we can all say, Des caught it. You know? Oh, would you jizz your pants? I wouldn't jizz them, but like I would probably run around naked for a little bit. Okay. Outside? <laughs> yeah. That'd be chilling. <laughs> shrinkage! <laughs> Does he know about shrinkage? <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Well, that is our NFL playoff talk. Let's, uh, okay. Actually, before we move on, okay. I mean, let's, let's pick our Super Bowl matchup before we get too deep and we can't pick it. Uh, Super Bowl matchup and our Super Bowl champ. Who do okay. you have? So we both like kind of did chalk and did like Alabama, Ohio State, I think. Yes, right? I believe so. So I'm going to switch it up here. I'm going to go Cowboys. Let's see. Well, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. He already said it. Never mind. I was going to say, do you reverse psychology no, it or no. no? He's going with I'm it. I'm going to, you know, uh, probably the heart speaking. I'm going to go Cowboys, Chiefs. That'd be cool. Cow- I'd be okay with yeah. that. Cowboys win it. Cowboys win it. Dang, boy. What would you do though? I remember uh, when the Ravens first won it when I when I was really I mean they won it back in the day with right. Ray Lewis, but I'm a Ravens fan and I remember uh they obviously they won the 49ers, but didn't they win one before that, I think? In like 2000 they beat the Giants. Okay, so yeah, so it's it's just been that the yeah. 49ers. Yeah. I remember when that happened. Oh, great feeling. It was beautiful. See like I've won and everybody like, the knew. Blackhawks have won and I'm yeah. a big Blackhawks fan so like that was really cool um, and then obviously like the Cubs this year was just amazing Insane. but like the Cowboys have always had a really special place in my heart yeah and like everybody just so you the haven't Cowboys. really I mean we're in our 20s so we, we you haven't seen one no uh, I was, Cowboys win right right I mean like, so I mean 93 when's the last one 93 no 95 so okay. I was two okay so so, the yeah, year so I was you really haven't been two. around right. to enjoy and right. okay so so Hopefully they get it done. I'm ready. All right, my Super Bowl matchup. I, I'm. I don't know if this is chalk or not. Is is it chalk? I think it might be. <laughs> Patriots, Patriots Cowboys. Cowboys. That's chalk. <laughs> I think I have to go Patriots. I'm yeah, sorry, uh, homie. Hey, hard to go against Tom. But uh, it'll. I think that would be a really fun and really cool game. That would be the highest rate of football game probably in the history of football. Wow, ratings man here. That, I think it would be. I, Cowboys. I've been the biggest draw. I mean, they're America's team. Right. They've had, I think, like the top six games this year. Yeah. And then everybody hates Tom Brady, so they're going to watch and hope Tom Brady doesn't win. That sounded like a Darren Ravel tweet. Yeah. No, don't call me Darren Ravel. (laughs) Shade. He's throwing shade. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving along. So, uh, 
just another kind of tidbit. Kyle Korver, an Iowa boy, yeah. went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, anything to say on that? Uh, really good fit. Uh, anytime you can get a shooter that good around LeBron, uh, good things are going to happen. So I think he's going to um, really be a nice piece for them and just kind of help their offense. Cool. And then uh, this is kind of old news, I would right. say, but uh, we still have to bring it up because we haven't talked about it on this podcast. Ronda Rousey lost to Amanda Nunes. Is that how you Nunes. say it? Nunes. Nunes. Sorry. In like 30 seconds, 30 seconds, we yeah. watched it on Facebook, like 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. in the bar after it happened. So, I mean, I kind of feel sorry for people who paid the pay-per-view, <laughs> yeah. watched it, 30 seconds, right. gonzo. Um, is Rondo's career over? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that, like, uh, is there any question about it? Or, I mean... I, I don't see how she can come back from it. She actually, I think, had an Instagram post today. Oh, yeah. Some, she, something she about, uh, you know, hitting rock bottom hmm. and probably like the only place to go is up some cliche probably um she's just too much of a head case she doesn't know how to handle uh failure big um, moments you know, no I, not necessarily big moments just failure she failed once and uh um you know she had to take a whole year off mm-hmm. she built everything for this one fight you know this is my comeback this is my revenge and that was 30 seconds and she yeah. literally never had a chance she didn't land one punch or it looked like Amanda Nunez was gonna kill her. Like if the judge didn't stop it or didn't, the ref didn't stop yeah, it. Yeah, because I mean technically like she didn't she, fall. She yeah, was like she was knocked so out. knocked out. Yeah. She was standing up still. Yeah, I mean, that's scary stuff. Um, so she she should thank uh, Herb Dean for stopping that fight because uh, she would have had a lot more damage. Yep, crazy stuff. All right, and then uh, any I'm I, I'm still not in the college basketball right. mode yet. Yeah, but I feel like we should at least give it some tidbits. Uh, is there any big news? I know Baylor just snagged its first number one yeah. ranking in its history. Uh, anything else? Grayson Allen apparently <laughs> did he try and trip another guy? He put his leg out, sort of. Is he the Johnny? Is he the Johnny Football of college basketball? No, simply because one, he's not as good. Yeah, okay. You know, and then like everybody loved Johnny Manziel. People just hate. Everybody Duke. hates. Yeah, okay. Like, so, so he's the Christian Leitner. Yeah, like he's just nah. Okay. Um, and, then, and it's fair to point out you're a North Carolina guy. Yeah, I am. Uh, so I, you know, the Dukies are a special class for me. He's not <laughs> even like a top five. I hate Duke players for me. Yeah, like he, I don't, he doesn't even crack my top five. So you want to go ahead and sing that stupid? Uh, <laughs> this is why you suck. <laughs> this is why you suck. That's right. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. And then Coach K took a nice, uh, nicely timed uh, medical leave for his back surgery, um, and. Grayson Allen was only suspended indefinitely for one game. So. <laughs> high, Connection? High, question mark? high character uh, decision there by Coach K. Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, that is our sports segment. Moving right along to movies and TVs. I think the biggest, the biggest thing in that realm is the Golden Globes. Right. That was on Sunday night. Should we just reel off these winners and then point out and talk about what we want to talk about? Or sure. Let's do that. All right. So the winners of the night, I did not put every single winner on here, but these are just the big ones. Uh, best motion picture for a drama, we had Moonlight. Best motion picture, comedy, musical, we had La La Land. We, we are going to tease our review. We... Uh, we both went and saw this movie, and we'll have a little review on that. Maybe a little funny. Uh, <laughs> so, a best performance by an actor in a motion picture, a drama, Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, drama, Isabel Hubert in L. 
Haven't even really heard of that movie, honestly. Yeah, um, oh, Jesus. ESPN, NFL Draft, Michigan. Why, why are we getting another one? I, I got this already. I broke this news <laughs> on the podcast. All right. Best performance, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, comedy, or musical, Ryan Gosling, La La Land. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, comedy, musical, Emma Stone. Taylor Sheehan, Trey, do you still want me to pick you your diarrhea meds up at the store? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Tell her yes, Lee. <laughs> I have irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> you set me up on that one, a-hole. That's funny, though. See, that's the type of thing we're talking about, man. The, the real funny thing would be if, if she if he th- all right this is uh this is Brandon's girly friend what if she sent you some provocative text and you had to send, send nudes it? <laughs> <laughs> so if she did that you'd have to describe to us because <laughs> we can't tell a picture I mean all right all right so uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture comedy musical Emma Stone La La Land best TV series drama this was a surprise The Crown. Uh, best TV series, comedy musical, Atlanta. And then best performance by an actor in a television series, drama, Billy Bob Thornton, Goliath. Best performance by an actress in a television series, drama, Claire Foy from The Crown. Best performance by an actor in a TV series, comedy musical, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino in Atlanta. Best performance by an actress in a TV series, comedy musical, Tracy Ellis Ross in Blackish. Best limited series on TV. The People vs. OJ, American Crime Story. Um, we'll we'll talk about uh uh how it's not that was not an upset at all, but I'll I'll say something on that a little bit. Best performance by an actor in a limited series, Tom Hiddleston in The Night Manager. Did I say that name wrong? Or? No, he just is getting a lot of back uh backlash from his his uh, acceptance speech, so Oh, we'll talk about I missed that. I missed his we'll acceptance speech. I think. All right, best performance by an actress in a limited series: Sarah Paulson, <laughs> The People vs. OJ. Uh, great, great series. That's all I have written down. Uh, what kind of stands out to you there? Right, uh, and we're going to talk about La La Land in a little bit. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, to me, no surprise that La La Land um, yeah. did so well. Um, which we'll, we'll talk I about will, why. I, yeah, I'll we'll dive into that later. <laughs> A um, personal beef of mine. I'd really like to eventually go see Moonlight. It's getting yeah, a lot of buzz. Right. I'd really like to see and that. He's got Remy from uh, House yeah, of Cards. Yeah, House so. of Cards. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, will, to see how that does say, moving uh, forward. Yeah, I was surprised uh, that uh, Manchester by the Sea didn't do as yeah. well as I would have thought. But I've that heard, might be one of those movies where it's more Oscar. Um, sure. You know, it does has a better performance there. But sure, I, I can, am happy for Casey Affleck. Like. Being Ben's brother has to kind of suck. So, and he notably didn't some... didn't thank him in his speech. Did yeah, you notice that? Mean, that? Who cares? Who cares? Okay, all right. Um, so you kind of shouted out American Crime Story, People right. vs. OJ. I really, really loved the night of. Um, it was a limited series on HBO. It has Riz Ahmed. He did an outstanding job. I thought it was excellent. I just have a thing for HBO. Right. HBO got no love at these yeah. at these awards. But HBO's gotten a ton of love from them, like the past, the past. few years. Sure. So, like I think trying to diversify. They're they're, they're spreading the love. Right. And the, okay. The the Crown had a really good night. Um, yeah. I I haven't even really yeah, heard of that show. That's on Netflix. That. Yeah. Um, Netflix. Right. My stepdad actually just said that him and my mom started watching it. Okay. They, they liked it a lot so far. Um, so. Interesting. Might be something. Um, yeah. 
I, I maybe, I don't know. That's not really a show for me. I don't think. So. Well, do you know what it's about, kind of, or? Uh, it's uh, based on a true story. It's about, oh, is it like? Uh, um, is it like Queen of England King, or something yeah, like that? King, okay. Uh, what's it called? The Have you ever seen? Um, what's the movie where the British king uh, like has a stutter? Hmm. King's Speech. Okay. It won no, like Best Picture. It's about it's, that a little it bit. It starts with him. Okay. And then like the main character is a little girl, hmm. which is his daughter. So interesting. And then it kind of picks up through the years, I think. Okay. Okay. Uh, a surprise for me was Atlanta. I did not yeah. think this was going to win. I was super happy that it right, did win. Me too. Um, it's an excellent show. I would recommend it if you haven't watched it. Uh, it's on FX, and FX is killing it right now. They have yeah. uh, they have. The People, People vs. OJ, okay. they have Atlanta, and they're also rolling out Taboo with Tom Hardy. So, yeah. And I have a, just have a feeling that's going to do well moving forward for right. them. So uh, FX kind of killing it out there. Um, how about Donald Glover's speech? Yeah. He uh, shouted, shouted out Migos, not for being in the show, but for making Bad and Bougie, because that's <laughs> the best song ever, he says. And then it was uh, filmed after the, the award show, him turning up with... Migos playing yeah. in the background. That's hilarious. And then there are rumors spreading that there's going to be a Migos Childish Gambino collab yeah. coming soon. That would be crazy. Uh, so it's we'll see. It's funny that, that like all the old white people were like, "Why is he speaking Spanish? Who is Migos?" Yeah, like they didn't. Yeah. Under- it was nobody. funny how they showed Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. and he was like, he kind of had a confused look yeah, on his nobody face. Nobody knew what the hell he was talking about, which yeah. is funny. But then also like to piggyback off that, so I kind of snickered at the Tom Hiddleston. Um, mm-hmm. Which, for those of you that don't know, he plays Loki in the Avengers series. Um, he like gave this speech and he talked about how he goes and does charity work and like someone said that he inspires them, and so he just talked about like inspiring people through your work and like you could just see all the actors like they like showed a couple faces and like a couple of people like rolled their eyes like. <laughs> You're basically up there saying, "Look how good I am! Like, this is what I do." And, yeah. I, and, and it was just kind of funny. So he's actually getting a lot of backlash for his huh. uh, acceptance. I, I must have missed that speech. That's it. Was that that come on later yeah. in the? Um, I don't know. I maybe don't I miss it. Yeah, Whatever. Um, another snub that I like to point out: uh, Natalie Portman for Best Actress and Jackie. Uh, I thought she did excellent. Yeah. I'll have a little review moving forward with that, but um, she did pretty good. Any other snubs that? Uh, not at the or... top of my head. Okay. I will say, you know, obviously I think acceptance speeches and stuff like that is um, a really big part of these. Yeah. Uh, and you learn a lot. You um, want to talk about the biggest one? Right. But first I want to talk about, I thought Ryan Gosling gave. Oh, really yeah. He was he had a speech. good speech, too. Was, I forgot about you know, that one. Funny, you know, break up the three parts, but that tear us apart. Mm-hmm. That whole thing uh, was really funny. And I thought that was like. You always see Ryan Gosling as like this kind of sarcastic, funny guy in these movies, but mm-hmm. I think that's his personality. But then also, uh, tip of the cap to his uh, not wife, but his, his baby mama, basically for <laughs> taking care of the children and stuff. So I thought he, uh, he gained a few points in my book. Yeah, it was cool. So uh, I saw kind of it. Obviously, that was a great speech and it was right. heartfelt. But before that, he kind of had the wit like right. like normal. And I just thought to myself, what if we got a Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling yeah. movie? How witty and how quick and funny would that be? That'd it be insane. It would be hilarious, but yeah. I think you're going to see Andrew Garfield and uh, Ryan Reynolds yeah. movie first. <laughs> so uh, when Ryan Gosling won, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Ryan, or Andrew Garfield were caught 
making out. <laughs> it, was like, it was a little weird. I mean, I'm, like, I'm sure they had it planned out because yeah. Ryan they were both, seems they, like the weirdest yeah. guy ever. They were both up for best actor. Yeah. And they didn't <laughs> win. Just so, but just what, like, the, what the F, Did you see, like, they showed Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone were doing an interview, and they're like, did you guys hear that? Oh, yeah, and they like, showed it to yeah, him, and, and she was like, like, oh, my God. And Ryan Gosling's face was of such disgust. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, like, so confused by his so <laughs> did they funny. Did they used to go out, her and Emma uh, Stone and Andrew Garfield? I think they either think used so, to yeah. go out or they do go out. Right, I, don't I don't know. know. But funny, funny, funny. Um, and then let's talk about the probably biggest speech of the night, Meryl yeah. Streep. Uh, she kind of threw some sh- some very pointed shade at Donald Trump, right. and uh, honestly, it gave me goosebumps. It was right. a great speech. You know, yes. she's trying to protect journalism. She's trying to protect you know actors and actresses. You know, still doing their thing because mostly they're. The, the whole American. community is not American, as well as I would probably go ahead and say a lot of them are Democratic. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. very. Hollywood I mean, Hollywood is de- dem- Democratic. Yeah. So, I mean, she's trying to protect the art and even journalists. I thought right. that – I mean, I'm a journalist, so that's a good thing to hear from her. But uh, then the kind of back – this isn't a political show, but I figured we'd throw this in there because right. I know you kind of like to talk about this. So Donald Trump goes and responds on Twitter. Yeah. This man is going to be our president, and he's talking about petty things like the Golden Globes expect, acceptance speech. Yeah. Let me just jump in. Go ahead. So, get him. Get him. Get him. So, in 2011, Donald Trump was asked if he likes any actresses. And he said, uh, Julia Roberts is great. He said, Meryl Streep is an unbelievable talent and uh, a really good person. Mm-hmm. You know, in an interview... But now, since she disagrees with him, Meryl yes. Streep is overrated. And th- I think the there's, a, there's that, a trend there. Right, yeah. Well, if you disagree with him. One, Donald, quit Twitter. Like, you don't have to respond to everybody that says something. Like, at this point, I think people are just trying to egg him on to see if he'll respond. Mm-hmm. And he does. The second thing I really am, like, dumbfounded on, and I don't know, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I see a lot of people that are, like, Meryl Streep can't talk about everyday Americans. She's a millionaire elitist. Is Donald Trump? You just, I think so. The only difference is he's a billionaire elitist. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't understand how some like some people's thought process. We're like, I don't want to dive into politics and make this a political show, but uh, I thought it was a very moving and very touching speech. Yeah. Um, the Trump campaign has time and time again um, try to discredit the media and everything that journalists try to do um, which is a every day it's a, it's a given right from our constitution um, it was very important to our founding fathers that we have freedom of the press um, and at some points um, you know some people really question if Donald Trump believes in that um, you know freedom of the press um, so I thought it was a moving speech um, Meryl Streep is probably the greatest actress of all time um, and she gave a very eloquent, and honestly, a very it's very courageous of her just to do that. Mm-hmm. To speak politics is like such a, uh, you know, questionable thing to do nowadays because our country is so split. Um, and yeah, you're gonna get a lot of love, but you're gonna get a ton more hate. And um, so good for her. Uh, I thought it was good, um, but I, I think. Um, Donald Trump needs to put Twitter down and not respond to every single person. I agree. I agree. 
All right, moving forward, let's uh, let's do a little La La Land review. Yeah. Um, so City I just want to. <laughs> That's about as good as the song was, you know, singing wise. <laughs> I thought. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what you're hearing from us is pretty much what you hear in the movie. I mean, all right. So the initial reaction right away, the first music number hit, opening scene. We look at each other, we're laughing. Yeah, because like, okay, first big picture of the opening scene, it didn't fit anything with the movie. What like, does it, it had mean? No, like it didn't have any effect on the movie other than like. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling see At each the other end. in the car. Yeah, but like, but yeah, like none of the characters. Like, it just didn't make any sense why they did it. But they just wanted to make you kn- make sure you knew it was this a was new, a musical, right? And like, so opening scene, me and Trey are like, oh my god, what did there we might get ourselves be, into? There might not be any dialogue. <laughs> okay, so that was like our first. Well, I first think, of all, let's, let's back up even more. So you texted me, hey, we're going to La La Land. Do you want to go with us? And I say, you do know this is a musical, right? And he goes. <laughs> Yeah, we but we we should probably watch some of these you know Golden Globe Oscar right. movies. So we went and saw it, and then the first music number hits. Yeah, and Brandon goes to me and he goes, "Well, it can only go up from here." <laughs> <laughs> so so up we go a little bit. Yeah. So um, what what did you like about is I mean, are there any things that you liked about this? Yeah, movie? I, I I did. I thought I thought it was a really deep storyline. I, I agree, and I think that was. The ending was super deep. Um, it was really good, uh, really well done. I thought. Um, I actually didn't mind Ryan Gosling that much. I thought. I thought his acting was good. Right. He I was did a good not. Little dancer. I thought. His dancing was he good. The I just piano well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he played the piano. His just singing voice. Yeah. I just wasn't feeling it, man. For some, and Emma Stone, same thing. Emma Stone. I don't know why she was casted because she can't dance or sing. Yeah. So like maybe that's why she that's... did. He won, you know, best actor at uh, comedy musical. Maybe that's why she didn't win. <laughs> she won best actor. Did she win? God bless. Yeah. Her. So cut that's... that one out. Yeah. <laughs> so like she really can't sing and like to try to like hide it. She like just sang very softly. Yeah. Um, and then she really can't dance. Hard to watch her <laughs> dance. I thought. Um, but. I thought they did a good job of not making it 100% a musical. Some of the songs were catchy. I actually did like the City of Stars song. Yeah. Um, uh, there are some funny points, you know, when he's in the band dressed up real weird and mm-hmm. she is like making fun of him. Um, I think know. Ryan Gosling's wit, you know, kind of right. shined in this movie. Right. I mean, there were definite, definite funny parts. Yeah. And uh, but, I think he's an I'm really, actor. Yeah, yeah, he's I really good. And I, I'm just... I'm not a musical guy. I'm right. not going to lie. If you take the musical numbers out, I probably would have really enjoyed this right. movie and given it a higher rating. But um, and then Another thing me and you were really like confused about was we didn't know what era. The era, yeah. So, like, so in they the have the phones. Right. In the beginning, like with what everybody's wearing and the cars that are driving, it makes you believe. Oh, Trey the Dawn, your energy has refilled on Star Wars Heroes game. Lucky you. Go get the game. <laughs> it's a dope game. It's you a, can join our guild. Yeah. All right, proceed. Anyway. Uh, so like the way they're dressed and the cars are driving, you're like, okay, this is like a 60s, 70s movie. Yeah. And then Emma Stone's holding an iPhone. Exactly. And we're like, what? Yeah. The part's and, confusing. Yeah, and, then, and then, and then at one point when she was writing her script, yeah. she was writing it on paper and I'm like, 
what's going on here? Yeah, and then the next scene, she has a computer. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. They're all wearing suits and sundresses. And yeah. I'm like, what era is this? Right. Please. So, like, the era was super confusing. I don't know if we ever, like, got a definitive I mean, maybe answer. we're just dumb and don't get the artsy-fartsy <laughs> movies. Yeah, I don't but know. I didn't know. I didn't really. Yeah, it was got, confusing for we me. We did get a nice surprise John Legend appearance in this that was John cool. Legend song. That was thank nice. you. Thank you, God. At least we get a good singer for the song. <laughs> we got right? one artist to do. <laughs> Uh, one song yeah. that movie. John Legend is top tier, so yeah. that was that was cool. They must have like spent all their money on John Legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but no, I thought the movie overall was good. It got better as the movie I, went. I agree. On. I agree. Um, so, um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I personally, I personally liked the music itself. You know, the the instruments, the right. instrumentation. I thought that was good. Uh, the jazz was cool and the vibrant colors. I, I mean, yeah. from a cinematic aspect, cinematography wise, I think it was a really cool movie. Right. You had the sunset with the the dark like, sky. Like you had the all purple. the the yeah. You had all the colors, the neon lights. You had all these colorful dresses. Right. It was a really cool. Um, vibrant movie from that aspect and then also you've touched on it the storytelling i i'm a screenwriter myself and i just love a good story and in the end they just found a way for it the movie to be funny heart-wrenching and inspiring all at the same time uh i think they that's why it's getting this love i mean and then you put in you put it in also, uh, so talk about the sucking off of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so this, that's obviously why right. this is getting this loved This is too. a big old pat on the butt. We love you, Hollywood movie. Uh, where I thought you were gonna say they're sucking their wiener. Man. Yeah, they hardcore. Like it was just <laughs> sloppy head to Hollywood. Basically, yeah. I, they they made Hollywood out to be like the greatest thing. You know. Uh, a big nod to a bunch of former movies and like old dancing movies and singing movies uh, and Hollywood just eats that shit up. So of course it's going to do really, really well at the award shows because of that. Yeah. Similar to what the artist did a couple years ago. Um, so that's why if people are confused as to why that movie is going to win a bunch, well, Hollywood loves. And I also think you throw in that Hollywood. it's a musical. Right. I mean, that's just different. Right. So you throw in that it's a musical right. and it's going to get some love. Right. But, uh, but I thought the storytelling itself oh, was yeah. deserving of being nominated. For Definitely. Stuff. I mean, man, I, I, my, that hurt my heart right. in the end. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm See, like, I'm a big fan. you go ahead and spoil, 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 spoil alert. So you can, if you want to tell the ending, go ahead. The, Whatever. Well, basically, they don't end up together. Exactly. Uh, and he kind of wishes they did. Yeah. And I think so. I well, think we I were. Think that was down, also confusing right. at first. But, I mean, they you said, yeah, they cleared it up in the right. end, and it was. I mean, it was fine. But right. we initially thought that kind of flashback and where he imagined himself with her. Right. We thought that that was her movie that she wrote. Yeah. Isn't that what you were saying? Yeah. yeah. And then obviously in the end we see that it's his his finger that touches the. Uh, piano, and we obviously know that's his his train of thoughts. Thought. Yeah. yeah, so uh, very sad, very sad. Yeah, man. And, and but here's the thing: I'm a big fan when movies don't take the easy way. I out. totally agree. So like, uh, one of my favorite comedy movies is The Breakup with yep. Vince Vaughn, and everybody hates that movie because at the end they don't end up together. Yeah, they just like see each other and say hi, and mm-hmm. that's how like the movie ends. I love it. 
Yeah. Like, not every movie do, or like in exactly. life do they end up together. Exactly. We like so, real life things. Right. So and I, it's funny you say that because your girlfriend who just texted me, Gun in My Life, <laughs> she uh, doesn't, she uh, likes uh, a happy ending. She has to have a happy she ending. She has to have a happy ending. Like so I'd like to hear her thoughts yeah. on the ending of this movie because. Yeah. She was probably also annoyed. She probably shouldn't come to a movie with me and Trey because we were just <laughs> talking and laughing because, like, just not our movie. I know. We were cracking jokes. So. How about how about when uh, Emma Stone was in her uh, audition with for the big time one the big time gig and she started singing they say they say tell a story and then she cuts off into a musical number and starts singing and I go well it was pretty good but we asked you to tell us story. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't ask you to break we're the only song. ones laughing in the theater right now it is a very serious song like, yeah. it's actually a really pretty song but like we're like not what they fucking asked for <laughs> exactly oh, alright so um I mean, we already talked about does it deserve all this Golden Glove, Golden Glove, Golden Globe, and sure to be Oscar love. Uh, we talked about how it sucks off Hollywood, and we think that they love that. So, uh, but give it a one to ten scale rating. Ooh, I'd go like seven and a half. Seven point five. All right, I'm going six point seven. It started out like six four for me <laughs> but then the music kind of i mean drained itself right. out and then the storytelling emerged and that that's why i give it a 6.7 leaning more towards a seven uh so yeah okay. all right and i also would like to introduce yes. something that we are going to try new to segment. do new segment um we are going to try out a video series on youtube we made ourselves an are you entertained YouTube account. So the first video series that we would like to do, uh, we're going to start reviewing movies we both see within five minutes of seeing them in the lobby of the movie theater. And that's just going to be the fun of it. It's our initial brutal, unfiltered reactions. Um, so this is going to be our version of Barstool Sports pizza review, kind of. Right. So think of it that way. We are giving it to you what we think. We don't care what you think. <laughs> this is how we think. And uh, it's going to be our initial reactions uh, five minutes after the movie in the theater. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. So uh, what? Probably what, be rated R too. Oh, definitely rated R. <laughs> that's that's the fun of it. What what movie do you want to go see for the, our oh, first man. movie? That's a good. I question. mean the 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 next two movies, next three movies I want to see, and I'm not made of money, so I have to you know you know <laughs> Space pick, pick and choose a little <laughs> bit. But they all three are coming out this week. Silence, yeah. Martin Scorsese. That's my idol. Um. What's the other one? Live by Night, Ben Affleck, the gangster movie. Well, Think that would be great. And then Patriots Day by uh, with Mark, 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 Mark yeah, Who's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, today. yeah. So those are three that I uh, fences. Is that fences is another one. I think yeah. I and uh, Manchester by Sea, and then Moonlight. Mm-hmm. We all want to see. Um, so yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out and, and uh, uh, be we'll, on the we'll lookout. Let, yeah, we'll, we'll we we, we still need like a, a title for this this series. So if you're listening to this, shout us out on Twitter. Uh, we're still looking for a title for this, but a five minute video movie review. So unfiltered. look at unfiltered. Look out for that. Um, I would really quickly like to kind of review Jackie. I saw this. Yeah, go for it. Maybe on. Uh, Right, right after the new year, I thought it was really good. Natalie Portman was outstanding. She played uh, obviously Jackie Kennedy, and I thought she did an excellent job portraying this iconic character. Um, I also loved the deep, deep scenes with uh, with the priest in the movie. Spoiler alert, real quick: JFK died. Oh yes, yeah, and it, it is a very chilling scene uh, when JFK dies in the movie. 
Uh, but the deep scenes with the priests, they really make you contemplate life, man. They are insane. And uh, I really enjoyed that. I love the storytelling from a different perspective. We have so much content, you know, from JFK's perspective. But I thought it was cool how they kind of made it in the eyes of Jackie Kennedy. And I thought Natalie Portman did an amazing job. That's why I thought she kind of got snubbed for uh, for Best Actress at the Golden Globes. But maybe she'll get some Oscar love. Who knows? Is she uh, pregnant? It did look like that at the Golden Globe, so I mean, if she's she not, not, that's look, awkward. She yeah. did not look very good. Yeah, um, I, her face is beautiful. I don't care, but yeah, she she's yeah, looking she looks a little chubby. Yeah, uh, she is. She's pregnant, huh? Well, Padme is pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, her, this uh, goes a little bit better than her last one. <laughs> All right, and uh, just some dislikes. Um, very few that I had from this movie. Her voice. Um, it was, I mean, obviously it was for what she thought was Jackie Kennedy's, and she tr- probably tried to portray that after studying her, I'm assuming. But uh, I also think it was for they clearly in this movie devoted some time to making sure that uh, her portrayal of the Kennedys was ha- emerged in this movie. Uh, she really tried to skew things in her perspective, in her ways. And that was uh, that was a big part of this movie. And her voice, they had a they had a scene where she was on camera, kind of introducing what she was bringing to the White House, kind of making sure that she wanted to have other people know that real people lived in the White House. And she was kind of the first one to decorate and do things like that. And so she was explaining to an old camera crew this whole process and just her voice was so played out and I was like, Oh my God. Um, so that was kind of annoying. And I also thought there was not enough JFK. Uh, we had, I think two or three scenes with him and the guy who played JFK in this movie looked exactly like uh, John F. Kennedy. You know who um, it was? I don't know the actor's name, but it, it was, they did a great job of his portrayal and the scene when he gets shot, man, whoo, it's brutal. It's chilling and it's R-rated and it it's insane. So Casper uh, Phillipson. Caps. There you go. Yeah. In the movie, they uh, have yeah, his kind of looks just like him. Yeah, they have his hair up. played up to where it looks just like him. And I would have liked to seen a little bit more of him in the movie, but obviously it's uh, Jackie Kennedy's movie, so uh, there's that. My one to ten scale rating, I'm gonna give this one a seven point three. I am more of the dramatic type type of movie, so uh, that's why I gave this one a higher score than La La Land. I'm just not the musical kind of guy, but uh, yeah, there's that. And uh, moving on to some uh, a breakdown of some movie TV news. I'm just gonna reel through it. Uh, a new image from the Justice League movie has surfaced. Yeah, um, did pretty, you see that? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It's obviously missing one key character, Superman, but uh, the 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 picture kind of exemplified their togetherness right. moving forward as the Justice League. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, if you haven't haven't seen it, go check it out uh, on our Instagram and on our Twitter. It's there. Uh, a report also claimed that Carrie Fisher was going to have a bigger role in Episode 9 of Star Wars than she was going to have in Episode 8. This uh, both is... I'm, I'm sure we're both very sad about this. Right. Uh, how do you think Star Wars is going to handle this? How, handle her death? Haven't we already talked about that? Did we talk about this in the, in the last podcast? Yeah, I think so. You think they're going to write her off? I just didn't know if you, it switched at all because, I mean, now that we know it's going to be 
I mean, it was going to be a bigger role in nine. I didn't know if you thought that maybe they just write her off CGI. We did talk about the CGI a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do handle it. I think uh, they're not going to CGI her for a whole movie. Yeah. Uh, so I think something sudden is going to have to happen in this yeah. movie, whether she. she it kind of it kind of sucks, honestly. Right, yeah. I wish they could have played it out how I mean they. Right, wanted to do it, and I mean, you know, she had a big part because they're like gonna get fifty million dollars, yeah, because they had insurance on her. So that's too bad, man. Too bad. Uh, Beauty and the Beast live action movie. Uh, It dropped a trailer during the Golden Globes. Did you watch it? Did you like it? Yeah, it's good. Has potential. I'm honestly excited for that movie. That's I I love Beauty and the Beast. I think that'll be, and I love Emma Watson. Emma Watson as Belle. It should be cool. So. All right, moving along to music. Not a whole lot in music. Yeah. Normally, uh, music is our lead, but uh, music takes the back seat this time. Uh, Birdman claims that Lil Wayne's album, The Carter Five, will see the light of day. And uh, re- reports are also surfacing that Lil Wayne will be dropping The Carter Five, Dedication Six, a mixtape, Funeral, and a newly rumored project entitled Velvet in 2017. So, uh, do you think we're going to get all of this from Lil Wayne? Do you think this is actually going to happen? Or do you care? Nah, not, not particularly. Uh, Give me the Carter 5 and I'll be good. Yeah, so like uh, we kind of had this discussion off yeah. there. Um, and I said, uh, for Lil Wayne, I'd rather him focus, like put all your time and passion into one I agree. really good album rather than like spreading it out and trying to make four or five. It's kind of like the Gucci Mane effect. I mean, yeah. it gets so diluted that right. you don't care right. by the end of the year. And Wayne, is, his just last few projects have just not been very good. So uh-huh. I, I, I really wish he would just, you know, put all of your energy into one, um, give us a classic, and, you know. We want Carter Three Wayne back. Yeah. Big time. All right, so uh, Chance the Rapper posted a picture on Instagram with Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, which fueled the, f- the rumors of their collab project even more so. Uh, I would absolutely love this collab project to drop sometime right. soon. Uh, both of them have great chemistry, and I think it will be a cool project. So. I think it would be the most creative and unique album oh, of yeah. the year. I mean, both of them are very creative people. Um, and they they do different things, mm-hmm. uh, especially like in albums. Um, so I just think like the production on that and stuff would just be masterful. Uh, the music I feel like would be kind of weird. Yeah. Do you think they'd go like a trippy route, or do you think they'd go more so the coloring book route, where it's like yeah. uplifting and powerful and inspiring? I feel like it'd be a little bit more trippy. Yeah, um, I agree. But I mean, obviously, I don't think Chance would shy away from having at least a couple songs. Where yeah. Who, who knows? I mean, I, I don't think this will be a concept album or no. project. I see, think I it's just kind of like being a like a little EP. Maybe, I think it will like be an EP. Six songs. Or I something, agree. You know. So. So who knows. Um, Ed Sheeran dropped two new songs, yeah. Castle on the Hill and Shape of You. Have you heard them? They're both really uh, good. Yeah. I, I know Shape of Very You. Deep. Yeah, Shape of You is already on uh, the radio, yeah. so I mean that's going to be the big hit. But I really enjoyed Castle on the Hill. Yeah. I think he's going to have a big year, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. Good way to start the year. Uh, great vocals as always. Yep. Um, good songs. So. Who knows? I mean, I, I I have a feeling this album will probably be at the on our list for a best album of 2017 at the end of the year. So who knows? We'll see when that comes out. Uh, Next up, Big Sean released a music video for a single moves from his upcoming album. I decided, which is set to come out on February 3rd. Are you excited for this one? Yeah, I'm actually, I really enjoy Big Sean. Yeah. I think actually every album he's done, I think has gotten better and better and better. I totally agree. Um, So hopefully he just continues to improve. Uh, 
he's a very unique rapper. Um, you know, he can kind of do some of the storytelling. He can uh, you make know, the banger, right? So, uh, so I'm always a big fan of Big Sean, and I uh, hope that this album is just more of uh, the improvement and. Uh, Looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I like Big Sean. I think he's great. I think Dark Sky Paradise was his best album. By far. And, but I, I will say this. I do... There's just something about him. I can't even put my finger on it as to what it really is. But I think Big Sean is... all. I mean, I, I don't want to say he'll always be, but he's just a tier two rapper for yeah, me. He's, no, not, he's not elite... Um, I, I just I don't think he's gonna break into right. the names of Kendrick, the names of J. Cole, Drake. You know, right. I don't think he's on that level. Uh, but but I, I am excited for this album. I also don't think Big Sean tries to be anything he's not. Okay, you know, he's gonna rep Detroit. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna do a few bangers. He's gonna do a few deep songs, and then he's gonna get a lot of features to get people excited. Sure. I think that's who Big Sean is, and I think so. He's he gonna stay in his lane, that. right? And this uh, this album is reportedly. Inspired by Motown and Detroit, so yeah. that'll be interesting to see Shout how out this. Detroit. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see how it plays out coming for moving forward. Maybe an Eminem feature? Question mark. Please, please, please. That maybe that'll be his coming out there of 2017, go. and then eventually his album. Please. <laughs> All right, Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar will headline Coachella this year. Really good list at Coachella. This yep, year. yep. Uh, I would love to go to Coachella. I mean. Yeah. I'd have to get super turnt because I could not do the mosh pits and I'd fight somebody. But hey, mosh, moshing is always fun. Yeah, you know I've outgrown it a little bit. Really? Oh, yeah, it's a blast. I mean, unless you go on an acid trip, I don't know yeah, if I mean, I mean it's what that's what Coachella is for, though. Yeah, I feel like right. anyway. Uh, Gotta try new things, Trey. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Tool, Chance the Rapper, Phoenix, Childish Gambino, Lord, Flume, Wu Tang Clan, Wiz Khalifa, and my boy Logic will headline the Governor's Ball in New York this year. Uh, great lineup right there. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be cool. And then Two Chains announced the title. Two Chains. Two Chains. But I got me a few. Um, <laughs> he announced the al- or the title of his next album will be Pretty Girls Love Trap Music. So that is going to be interesting. All right. So. You got anything, any last words? Um, a few things maybe we missed. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars officially named Doug Marone their head coach. He was the interim. Um, and then Tom Coughlin was hired as uh, the executive vice president of football operations, which is actually a smart hire. Uh, he interviewed for the head coaching role, so uh, good for him. And then the other big story that uh, I completely forgot about, in the NBA, Derrick Rose just was a oh, no yeah. show for the game right. last night. That's right. Uh, that's extremely weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he just went to Chicago when the Knicks called him. He just hit ignore because he wanted his space. He said, uh, "So, okay, Pre-Madonna. like grow up, D Rose." Uh, but he's back. He will play tonight. He's not suspended, shockingly, um, but he will be fine. Hmm. Something's fishy. Yeah, that something doesn't add up there. Um, you know, someone. <laughs> Made a joke that I was like, they couldn't find Derrick Rose in the locker room, so the first place they went was the training room. <laughs> <laughs> got him, got him. <laughs> uh, I thought, thought that was pretty funny, but uh, I did hear. Maybe I read this wrong. I think it was across the bottom line on ESPN one night. But uh, tell me if you heard about this. Is Mike Vrabel being interviewed at, for head coaching job at LA? Is that what I yeah, heard? He that would be really. That's really interesting. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think he'll get it. I think he doesn't, he hasn't even been a defensive coordinator yet. Uh, but I think he's one of those. Or maybe it was D coordinator. No, it was head it coach. was head coaching. Okay, uh, but he's one of those uh, up and comers that um, a lot of people I think are gonna kind of. It's pretty you know, cool. I always like seeing really young coaches kind of make right. their way. 
Um, yeah, that's cool. And then another thing was the list of the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, the headliners are Marshall Falk from San Diego State, uh, Matt Weinert. Um, yes, the garbage quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> um, of course, uh, the Sheriff Peyton Manning, former Cowboy Dan Wynn, linebacker from Texas A&M. Uh, it's funny, there's Adrian Peterson, but he's a running back from Georgia Southern, not Oklahoma. Got him. Uh, Brian Erlacher, and then uh, the head, bo- uh, head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, who got a very loud boo, boo. last yep, that's right. Which, like, not surprising. He coached at South Carolina, big yeah. rivals with Clemson, and then he coached at Florida, big rivals with Bama. So, like, the wrong fan bases yeah. for Steve Spurrier, but uh, always good to see the old ball, old ball coach at uh, college football games. For sure. One other thing that I kind of just thought of, uh, 30 for 30 coming out that I'm super excited for, XFL. Yes, man. That XFL. looks awesome. I honestly don't if know a lot get, about uh, that. Vince McMahon, it's always going to be uh, yeah. a good time. I don't so. know a lot about that, so I'm interested yeah. to learn more about that yeah, was, in this 30 for 30. I, I remember a little bit about When was it? Was it the uh, 90s, early uh, 2000s? Early 2000s, huh. yeah. So. Interesting. Uh It'll be fun. It's going to be a really interesting one. It's going to turn a lot of heads. and uh, <laughs> It'll be cool. And then I think after that, they're having a Ric Flair one. So. Oh, yeah. There we go. So uh, 30 for 30 is going WWE on us. Um, yeah. So cool stuff. Uh, that is uh, this the first podcast of 2017. Yeah. Are happy you 2017. Did I say 16? No. Okay, 2017. I just yelled happy 2017. I once got, got happy New Year in March. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, make sure you go follow us on everything. We we really are trying to get a big following and uh, become bigger and better. Uh, we're going to do more on the blog. We're going to do more on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. We are going to be all things entertainment. We're going to be the biggest platform. So hop on the bandwagon soon and tell your friends. So uh, I'm Trey Lessio, the dawn of entertainment. This is, I think, let, let's call you uh, Brandon the Consigliere. That's like the... It's like the number 1.2, 1.5 for in the mafia. Is that cool with you? Be okay. the C. Be the C. I like that. <laughs> sure. Brandon the Castlieri. All right. This is Are You Entertained? We'll be back for more coming soon. Stay safe.